This episode is sponsored by Code Chrysalis, Tokyo's number one coding bootcamp. See what a Code Chrysalis education can do for your future. Change your life and learn how to code. Yes, it's Tokyo Speaks, another episode. This is, I don't know what episode this is, probably 87? Yeah, 87, episode 87. Tokyo Speaks is a podcast that's about the international community here in Tokyo, all right? Uh, I've been doing this for about three years, uh, formerly known as Raw Urban Mobile Podcast, uh, but I rebranded the podcast after about two years, and it's Tokyo Speaks now. My guest host today is... A close homie of mine, uh, he does a podcast as well, and uh, yeah, man, he, he's my homie, we talk a lot, and I wanted, I wanted him to be on this episode today, because this is a real special episode, and you'll find out soon, uh, So, but I'll let my, my co-host uh, introduce himself. Oh, peace, man. Thank you for having me. My name is Robinson Mega. I am a cultural ambassador for the city of Ikebukuro, International Arts and Culture City. I am also a co-creator and the host of the Mega Late Show podcast, which is a Tokyo-based hip-hop uh, creative culture and art podcast. Comes out weekly. And I'm a contributor to Tracy Jones' new podcast called The Fire This Time, which is a podcast where we get on there and talk about uh, kind of black issues, politics, social and political. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. And we, we have a special co-host uh, who, who has to leave soon, but um, he's going to introduce himself. He was he's been a featured guest before. Um, like, like I said, he had a breakout, but we want to get him on the mic and because this is a special uh, episode here. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me over here again, uh, Dante. Uh, good to see you guys. It's been a good minute. Dante Carver, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm just so used to, yeah, Dante Carver here. Yeah. Here with uh, another person that you guys will be uh, really entertained by in just yes. a few moments. I mean, this brother has been tearing it up, man. I mean, he's yeah, been incredible. featured everywhere, man. Yeah, and uh, he's not done. All he's over the place. Done. All yeah, over the place. Yeah. GQ, MTV. The Weeknd, the uh, Pharrell and Jay-Z. I yeah. mean, oh, I see you shining. Sergeant Simpson. Yeah. 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 We, we, you know, we're going to give him a little special intro. My name is Arthur Isum. I'm the CEO of Dara Stagio, um, a 2D anime studio here in Tokyo, Japan. And yeah. It's, and the first black owned animation studio here in Japan. Yeah, yeah. It happens to be. Yeah. <laughs> happens to be one of the. <laughs> Definitely, man. I mean, I, before we jump into the questions, I, I just want, like I said, give you your flowers. It's just been a pleasure to see you just featured everywhere, man. I mean, yeah, you know, especially at a time like this. Well, you know, all this Black Lives right. Matter, you know, all these issues going on in our communities across the world, not just in America, even here in Japan. Um, it's just great to see, man. So I'm, no, yeah, I'm it's, it even just thanks, thanks for having having me and having my yeah. having my brother over here, Dante. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we wanted to surprise yeah, man. you, man. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I was waiting around to surprise him because um, we've been talking a lot since you know Corona's happened and whatever. Yeah. 
in working on projects together or, you know, just talking about stuff, whether it's stuff he's working on or what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, it's been a good minute for us to actually catch up oh, really? yeah, face yeah. to face because, okay. you know, schedules, yeah, schedules just don't crazy. match at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll see you later. Right. Um, I got to. I got to go. Yeah, yeah right. before you, before you get Some out of here, how, yeah. how did you two meet? Break that down real quick. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> y'all was at the gym please, together? Please, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. Both of y'all look is... like you just got finished doing some dips. Yeah, that's from him. Paint brushing dumbbells is more like it. Oh, okay. No, we like, because yeah, I've known Dante for a long time. Long time. Since since we both got out here, both in yeah, the Kansai and Osaka. Yeah, Kansai is when we yeah. actually met each oh, other. Oh, you were in Kansai too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. Between so, events where there was, you know, being uh, like guarding the door or, yeah, you know, yeah. telling people, hey, go put your shirt back on, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you just, the dynamic's interesting, but, you know, we met up yeah. uh, down yeah. there and just kept in touch. And then when I got back, when I came back up here, I actually found out that, um, you know, he was doing work here in Tokyo instead of back down in Kansai and had the chance to meet up during a tour. It just tripped me out. He was like, yeah, man, you know, I'm doing stuff over here. Why don't you come by? And I was like, yeah, sure. Came by, got to see what he's working on, which really blew my mind because, you know, me being a fan of art in general and different mediums, he downplays a lot of the stuff that he does. So don't mm. let him skate on that in this interview. <laughs> Grill him. Well, no, because was, cause was... there's a lot of stuff that he's worked on that he doesn't um, really open up and tell people about because he's actually quite modest about his mm-hmm. uh, about what he does. And that's one of the things I love about him because he's a true artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys should definitely, definitely keep your eyes and ears open out for him here on out because he's, uh, he's going to be shaking some things up. I, yeah, it's been incredible. You know, I, I actually found out about him uh, maybe a couple years ago. I think you went to school with another person who podcasts out here, uh, Johnny from the Got Faded oh, Japan podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he told me about you and I've been kind of paying attention and seeing kind of this rise, especially over uh, the last several months with some of these more like visible projects that have mm-hmm. happened um, from, you know, uh, the Pharrell video that just came out, but also uh, the the weekend video that you shot and did. It, it's been really it's been really dope to see you shining, man. No, yeah, and I, yeah. I think Dante, you're about to take off. Yeah. All right, my brother. All right, all right. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, man. Good speaking with you. Catch up and do this in reverse. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks, Dante. Take care. Peace. Right. Oh man, yeah. All right. Yeah, shoot. That's crazy. Dante can only be for a short period of time, but yeah. I mean he did <laughs> so get here. He was like there for three. I came much later. It's all good. Yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, thanks Dante for coming through, man, and uh surprising. Yeah, yeah, that's always that's always really good. That's that's funny. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, like you said, I went to I went to the Academy of Arts, so and I, I know Johnny. Like we all went. That, that that's pretty cool. So, have you ever participated in the, in the Godfather podcast? Did, uh, yeah, I, I, we've done a, a swap cast where they came to my studio and we recorded oh, together. Okay. But I stopped drinking, so it kind of takes some of the fun out of uh, yeah. their podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't imagine it too. Like your podcast just seemed different. So. Johnny's podcast is yeah, yeah. they have they yeah, have a booze. lot of fun they have a lot yeah, of fun yeah. yeah they're 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 great guys so um I really like Johnny a lot but yeah. so you guys went to school together in San Francisco yeah we went went to school together in San Fran his major like we had two different majors it was it was crazy how the two of us met though because uh, well that you know this crazy college days but I used to um always 
go up to my rooms and then go to everyone else's rooms, actually through the fire escapes, kind of like, you know, um, what is that? Ah, now I can't remember from Martin. Um, brother man from yeah, the fifth brother floor. man yeah from the fifth floor yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother man from right, the fifth right. floor and so oh, I used man. to always that was just the easiest way to get from the you know through everyone's rooms and Johnny lived across the street from mm-hmm. me in the other building and so he saw me just like you know going up through the fire escape so he just kind of like called out like yo what are you doing so and that was kind of how we met oh, that's cool yeah, yeah that's a really prestigious school man there's been a lot of artists who have come out of there some of my favorites Damn. uh mike giant uh barry mm-hmm. mcgee you know twist the great yep. graph artist jeremy fish so that oh, is that is man. actually when you uh today cliff sent me that and he said that you know that's the school that he went to i was like wow like, like uh barry mcgee was just out here a few Maybe last year, actually. Oh, no. really? But okay. yeah, he had an exhibit in in like Rapungi. But Twist mm. is a Twist is a famous uh, graph artist yeah. who was I mean, he could be on a, a Mount Rushmore of graffiti artists. He he started. He used to do a, a screw, yeah. a graffiti screw, and he's one of the first cats that was doing like logos, like a yeah, a, yeah. a I guess a symbol instead of uh, wild style letters and stuff. So oh, okay. San Francisco's yeah. crazy for that. It's, like, it's, yeah, San Fran, the graph scene, just well, just the underground art scene is just massive out there. And then yeah, like I said, the academy. I mean, obviously, it's, that's like one of the that's the biggest art school in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so like it's just crazy. Like a lot of the a lot of graph artists hang out on and hate and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh just underground shops and clothing shops and like so there's graph artists like you know clothing design artists like people like just just uh urban artists like sketch artists and things and, and then and then from there from there so artists are just major there and then like and then of course just in the and commercial in the commercial field right like just just all across the industry yeah yeah just i was kind of honored to just be there and just see some of my my senpai and stuff like all of them were just working at like all the major studios and so a lot to learn from them yeah oh you like to draw you like uh background design yeah yeah. um where did that all come from where did it come from i i I guess like my dad is an artist my mom mom likes to write and some probably just kind of the mix of the two you know and like my brother and i we've just been drawing ever since we're like yeah two years old we're like kids and it was the easiest thing that you know when you're poor that's like the easiest thing to do right like yeah you, you get some get some paper and just sketch sketch away so um so my brother and i were twins so we would just spend our whole time just drawing right and we because we, like you know you you kind of when you're an artist or you, you you're not really you know you kind of shun the side right like everyone makes fun of you whatever and so we would just kind of that was just our escape right and we were just like whenever we didn't have to do house chores and things like that we would just be like just escape into our imagination and i guess it just kept building from there yeah so when you say artist you, you're like more specifically a painter and you know, so now so I, illustrator illustrator yeah i guess that's yeah it's right weird like i guess my art like my field kind of goes over quite a few different things but um so i guess my education was uh both like illustration fine art because i actually and, and animation and so i um and i took like and i dabbled in like just kind of all the arts really trying to figure out how to how to uh like what my career path would be mm. and so at the school yeah so i guess traditionally like a painter like oil paints water like all, all the paints so watercolor all the watercolor um, mediums um and pastels and things like that you know both figure and landscape and things like that and then um, so when I was in San Francisco, I did some murals for some of the restaurants and things out there. But um, I kind of always knew that I wanted to be within the animation field, but I was just trying to figure out what I would do. And so um, 
and then I like gradually focused more on background painting and and just kind of background painting in particular for animation I guess, I guess it's a little bit different than um, as a like a landscape artist which is what I studied when I was at school but um I don't, get, very, I don't like, really get too like detailed about it. Like I can talk about art forever, but like, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to like learn how to be more generalized with my explanations. I'm bad at that. <laughs> no, it's yeah. all good. But yeah, it's a very like uh, I guess it's a rare um, interest. I guess coming up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I've met anybody that went to school and was like, I'm I'm specializing in like background art and landscape. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also, I don't know a lot of the technical jargon that comes with these type of you know fine art degrees and and you know higher art forms of, well, of that, illustration. You're actually right about that. It is it is a very like well now like it's interesting now you know so I graduated from the academy. It was like what 2006, and you know so it was a long time ago. <laughs> but like like now concept art world art and things like that's really popular like video game art like um so i think if you go to classes and like schools now you probably see this class is just full of people who want to be like you know matte painters mm-hmm. and all this but when i went to school it wasn't popular at all like everyone yeah. wanted to just so there were there were none of those classes like concept art that field didn't even exist and um background art for film or background art for animation didn't exist either so most of the contemporary matte painters would just yeah they would study um landscape painting then you would go and get a mentor who would then teach you kind of how to paint for film and um so the academy at that time wasn't different than any other college so everyone if you go to school it's probably about 80 percent of the people are studying character animation character design you know stuff like that like because that looks cool right that's the first thing you see but um so it was really difficult to uh kind of try to discover what I wanted to do and then also then once I did how to figure out like the path to to make that like a reality because they didn't have my major essentially and um yeah so I like when even just in the landscape painting classes you know there would just be about there'd be a few people in there and then you know we would all just be out there painting and my, my inspiration mainly came from the yeah, anime like particularly Ghost in the Shell and um how how detailed the backgrounds and things looked in that and i think that helped to inspire me more to know that yeah this is kind of what i want to do like separate from the way that the west viewed background painting and landscape painting at at that time and i'm just curious like did you see that as a reality or was it just something that you just like okay something that i dream of but did you actually see a clear path to, um, to, your to, to anime to anime yeah to being a background painter okay. yeah it's weird like i don't know how to explain how i think about the world like because i i guess i don't really dream like how people dream you know <laughs> or like when people talk about dreams like i don't i don't think about it, the world that way and so whenever i say i want to do something or like that to me that is just kind of how like that is like the reality that i see so whenever i'm doing anything it is to kind of do what it is that I set out to do and no matter how long it takes or how how hard it is to do it and so whenever I would tell people about what I wanted to do yeah I think in their mind they're like oh you're dreaming or like what that's impossible something but to me I was just like oh like yeah this is what I'm gonna do so when I was in college I kind of set out well when I was in high school I watched Ghost in the Shell and I was just kind of like oh yeah this is this is amazing I really like it but then when I went to college it was like well, and I went because I went to Academy of Arts, and obviously it's like just a 
you know, growing up in Patterson, my family's poor. And I was like, how do you even get to college? And so, like, my brother and I had to try to figure it out. My parents, you know, they do everything that other parents do, right? Take out loans and things like that. And I was kind of lucky that um, at my high school, like, made up this kind of, like, scholarship. It was just, mm-hmm. like, a small grant, but, like... I don't know, maybe, I, I always like imagine, even at the time, I was like, well, maybe they just feel sorry for us or something. <laughs> well, where's this grant? It just came out of like nowhere. But it was like this, what they gave us a little bit of money and that helped us to go to school. And I guess um, with with that, like once I was in school, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I really like Ghost in the Shell. So I want to work for the art director of Ghost in the Shell and I want to um, move to Japan. So of course all my teachers and things are just like, that's impossible. You, you don't <laughs> yeah. speak Japanese. You know, nobody there. Like, how are you going to go there? And you know, but Plus you're black. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Like that, like, you know, black and like, you know, the culture is different. Everything's different. But, um, but I, I couldn't, like, I never see, I mean, I, I understand what do you call Not really problems. I guess I understand the, the, the roadblocks. And so I, I, I always just kind of think of it as like, okay, well, what's, like once I know what it is I need to that is that's gonna be holding me back, okay, cool. How do I get around it? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just kinda see it like that. So it's not really dreaming. Gotcha. Because now now I, I it's just goals, right? So like right now I have long term goals and short term goals. So once I get to the point that I'm at now, like, yeah, like you guys like we started off with this interview is like you know, oh yeah, you've done this, 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 this. But in my mind I don't see it as actually achieving anything yet. So I'm just like, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, like on my list, I've just gotten here. So what's the next thing? And I'm always only thinking about the next thing. Yeah, yeah that's, so. a, that's a dope way to think about it. Yeah. I'm curious because, uh, you know, you and your brother started uh, doing art together as kids and you're twins. So you have this really interesting kind of relationship, uh, I imagine. And he's also one of the founders of um, your your anime studio. Did he go to art college as well? Is he is he also an artist and does he also participate in like uh, the day to day operations of your anime studio? Yeah. yeah. How, so how's he- that relationship? Yeah, it's it's we're we're identical twins, and so like everything we're like exactly the same, and um, with everything that we do and um, the way we look, like just our personalities, and so we we he went to school he went to art school in the on the east coast he went in Pittsburgh he went to art school in Pittsburgh, I went to school in the west coast. He um like when we were in high school we decided like what we wanted to do with our future, and so I was. I don't know. I'm always kind of, I'm the older brother, so I kind of tell him things. And so, so, so it's kind of like, I'm only older by like four minutes, but. Like, <laughs> Still counts. You know, but yeah, I, yeah, right. I, I, I have, I'm wiser in the world, you know. <laughs> I've been here longer than you. <laughs> so, but like the, he, so we were trying to decide what we wanted to do and we knew that we wanted to make a company. And I think at that time we were like, it, it was still between like feature film and animation. We wanted to do both. So we decided to split up the tasks that we had to learn. So he, so the school that he went to focused on practical effects, like um, three, like at that time it wasn't three D, but later it became three D. So sculpting and um, creature, creature design, character design, and so it was like, okay, cool, you need to study those things. So you should go to this school. And then I was like, I'll study everything else. And then I, so I'll go to this school. So that was kind of how we decided to. That's, that's a crazy that's cheat code can you imagine yeah, just right? having like another you like <laughs> this is how we accomplish it like yeah. you take this half of the burden i'll take the other half yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but that's that's really and dope that's to see um to see how that came to be i mean the animation studio that you have now mm-hmm. um you know it it just being the the first black animation studio mm-hmm. is is one thing but just to accomplish that type of goal and open up your own studio is is also just an amazing feat 
And I, I, I'm just thoroughly impressed by that. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've never, mm-hmm. what you say, so are you and your, your brother like just switching off on the interviews? Because I always see what looks like you, yeah, yeah. but if y'all are identical, <laughs> know, it could right? be him, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, so we do switch and we do like, so like we kind of consider as like that it's not just one of us or like just one. So even if it's me in the interview, it's just like it's having my brother in the interview. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter which one of us it is. If it's, it's me in an interview, people will say, oh, it's Darnell. Then it's Darnell. He's not in if Japan, though? If, uh, he's not in Japan. Okay. He's in LA. That's what I want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not in Japan. Yeah, he's not He's not in Japan. We we do everything. Well, so the great thing now, obviously, being 2020, like, you know, Skype and everything's online. So even in the weekend video, he did the creature designs for, like, the demons and things like that. But he's also um, more behind the just the kind of the logistics of the company. He's particularly in the beginning because he works at a, a bigger company and you know so he has money yeah crazy too. yeah how, how did that happen that the weekend video you did um so that, that was pretty cool like we um so i guess the weekends people and kind of reached out to us and kind of said that they had some ideas um for they wanted to do a music video and they wanted it to be done in an anime style and they thought it'd just be cool to work with us that we, they didn't know which song it would be in the beginning. And so, um, but once they, they decided that, um, yeah, then, then we just kind of was going back and forth just to make sure it's a match, you know, that you kind of like how any normal production would then start, right? You would, um, they would present the song and then present um, the concepts that they had. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we, we gave them some imagery and things like that. And then, um, yeah. And then they kind of went from there. Okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's uh it's the weekend you know like yeah, he's like yeah, one yeah. of the bigger artists in, in the globe right now and yeah. uh, you know people consider him like their favorite and the greatest so mm-hmm. to to be a part of a project like that it really speaks to uh the level of talent that that you uh the studio is putting out we're yeah we were just kind of humbled by him even wanting to work with us you know like you said he's just amazing right like he and that was something that i got to kind of do once we started working on their production like of course like everyone else with the weekend is and you know i have some favorite songs and you know i think when i really became aware of him it wasn't it was from the hills song i think mm-hmm. that was especially being in japan so like we're not sure like you know we're kind of separate from the culture a little bit so yeah, it, yeah like it takes longer for things to right. come out here it, 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 so, we don't know if it's really popping or not you yeah, know what i mean yeah like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like you know it takes a while for it to get to the charts here and they're like all right is it really like you know so but when so so I knew who he was and everything like that, of course. And but then because of the production, I got to really dive into just his whole, you know, career of music and everything else. Because you know you have to kind of research who we're working with, and just so I listened to like all of his music, and you know just watch all of his interviews, and um, you know watch every music video. And I was just like, man, he's like, this is crazy. Like, why do you, why do you choose to work with us? He's so amazing, you know. Yeah. Just And just kind of like. I like the way he thinks, you know, because he's a cinephile. And, um, and so everything about him is just great. And so when we got the production, we were just kind of like, all right, we have to try our best to match like somewhere, you know, something right. to, to get to aesthetically. Get like, yeah, 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 exactly. So his fans wouldn't be upset and he wouldn't be upset. You know, so there's a lot of pressure. But, yeah. you know, watching the video, it, it seems to suit like his entire aesthetic. It, it, you guys really pulled that off. 
uh, I, I don't know, maybe maybe we should discuss also uh, the new the new entrepreneur video that just came out by Pharrell uh, featuring Jay-Z, which uh, you you and um, also David uh, Whitaker of the Soul Food yeah. House. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're both you know prominently featured on there yeah, and yeah. Um, which is an amazing moment for the Japanese black expat culture. Like yes. all of us were like, oh, my God, we know those guys. Like yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. we've seen those guys. And um, yeah, that, that was just an amazing thing. Can you kind of let us know how how that came about yeah like that was really cool like um and also yeah Latonya Laton- is also in there yeah Latonya oh, shout out yeah, to Latonya and uh, like I thought like that was just crazy right because I mean there's there's so many amazing you know just black creatives in Japan in general like obviously you too yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. so like I don't know why they chose us <laughs> like you know like uh, and so I, like for that part I'm like it's you know just because they're just every like everyone out here is just is just making waves, you know, and both for the culture and for for um and even in just in Japan in general, like right, because we bring something different here. So um, you know, but I was honored that out of out of the multitude of blacks who are out here achieving things that they chose us to um, you know, to be in their video. And um, you know, like in, in the beginning, like I didn't I didn't know if it was real or not, you know, so I was kind of, <laughs> you know, like, re- like recently I tried. Like, <laughs> was it like an email or a text? Well, for me, it was actually it, it was actually different only because um, I think they actually was trying to figure out how to get in contact. Because recently, as we've been kind of, you know, doing more and more things, it's been, you know, it just becomes difficult, right? Because you start to get lots of texts and lots, like even just, so I recently got this one email. Sorry, it's like a small tangent, but I got this no worries, email yeah. that said like, oh, you've been, you've been selected to, to be, um, oh, what is it? Like the top 100, you know, influential black people or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I sent it to our lawyers and stuff like that to kind of check it. And it's, and it's like a scam from like, like wow. and then the, the Nigerian prince, it, <laughs> like, loves you. you know, it's so funny because I didn't want to say that, but that's the stereotype, right? right but that's right. where it's from. It's straight, oh, it was okay. like straight from like Nigeria, and I was just like, this is whack, you know, like because mm. like you know, it's like oh, the United Nations is like funding this, but then you know, you search everything, and it turns out that you know, wow. then they send the email afterwards. It's like oh, and if you pay like five hundred dollars plus three hundred dollars, then you'll get. Like, didn't I win? Like, why did I have to pay money? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but yeah, so when we got the so because of that, we took down our like some of our contact information and things. And I guess it was difficult for them to, to get through to us. And then, um, so they, they asked Latanya to mess, like, they were just like, is there a way you can get in contact with this guy or whatever? So, so she and David had message, messaged me like, Oh, Jay, you know, Jay-Z and then we're trying to get in contact with you. And I was like, yeah, right. But yeah, yeah. So, so it, but then, it actually turned out to be like something for like you know real and, yeah. you know, and I was like oh that's crazy yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure all of us have seen the uh, the the Japanese kind of version of it uh, that uh, what's his name oh, yeah. Daryl uh, uh, Rigby, Rigby yeah. had made it which features even more a larger swath yeah, yeah. of some of the creatives out, out here you know yeah. Um, yeah. actually Tracy Jones is also featured on that Definitely. and uh, Ayana uh, out with uh, Curly yeah, Kansai yeah. shout yeah. out I mean, to Ayana yeah, yeah that that one. I thought, I mean, it hit different because that's all the folks, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but, but, but yeah, that's yeah. that's just an amazing, amazing thing, man. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then Pharrell shouted that out, too, which I thought was dope, He too. did. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. I saw that tweet. He reshared it? So, yeah. Yeah, he, he was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, this is dope. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. 
I mean, just to imagine that you would be on something associated, like Jay-Z knows that there is a dude out here yeah. with an anime exactly. studio that yeah. is you, you know, so that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because it is my dream, like, man, like, so I have some, you know, like, every, like I'm sure everybody has, like, our, um, I don't know, the people that we inspire to be like, you know, I don't know, who, what about, like, if you guys can choose anyone to work with, who, who would it be? To work with? Yeah. yeah. I don't, oh, living? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh right now i don't know maybe maybe like ryan coogler i really like him as just what he's you know what i like about him is that in all these spaces that he is he's in like he never affects a different type of accent that like that is straight african-american vernacular yeah. english he sounds like a cat like are you sure this is the guy that directed the black panther <laughs> yeah so i like i, I would funny. i would love to sit down and, and pick his brain and, and meet him also, you know, I think he's from Oakland too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a variety of people. I'm a big hip hop head, so like the list is kind of endless for that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have anybody off the top of my head like working with wise, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, I think it's a win. You know, this this exposure that we're getting. Yeah, I think it's a win for for the black community here in Japan. Um, yeah, and you know, the video was great, right? The Pharrell mm -hmm. video was great, but I'm just like. I, I think you know I'm I'm biased I'm I'm like you kind of stand out a little more because it's like black yeah owned like anime studio right in, in Japan the, like yeah that's that's just super it, dope man it it's it's a it's a strange accomplishment it's like something yeah. I never really thought about yeah I don't know how old you are but you know I, I was graduating high school in 2001 mm. and th that means that I was already in high school when Toonami became a thing back yeah. when we used to get anime it was from like Suncoast or somebody gives you a tape of yeah, yeah, Vampire exactly. Hunter D mm -hmm. and so to be an anime type of head you really had to it was a subculture yeah, of yeah, people exactly. right and very few people had it mm -hmm. and now it, it, it's much different obviously mm -hmm. but I never imagined of like a black owned anime studio it's it's not something that I didn't think was possible but it was just something that you don't realize that it, it is a thing that could happen, yeah, yeah. especially in Japan and, and, and projecting, you know, 20 years into the future. I just, I don't, I'll, if coming here, if somebody told me there's a black owned anime studio, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. what are they trash? Like, what, you know, <laughs> what are they doing? Like, are, is it like some real like Instagram art mangas that yeah. they're doing? But no, you are, you have really built something that is just incredible. And it's a, it, 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 it hits different yeah. on that video. It's like, yo, yeah. that, I, I mean, seeing anybody shining out here is always yeah. dope because Jap Japan just has also that visual effect like yo look at all those lights yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, well like you said that's true I mean but yeah everyone out here just making waves is because this is I guess it's a little different because if you're back if we're back home right we have kind of that cultural support and like you know there's there's a cultural support plus just the structure I always think of just the structure of your own country is made to to kind of help you, right? Because everything's in English, or it's in your native language. You, you, you can you can find like-minded individuals and things like that. To, to, um, and you know, in America is all about the dream, right? And so I think it's an entrepreneur nation, or like, right? Yeah. And whereas Japan isn't, right? Japan's that's like they're they're not about dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing I think is interesting. So yeah, so anyone who 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 is out here trying to succeed in things, I'm always like, man, like you know yeah. shoot like but but to talk to kind of go back to what you were saying about um just anime being like this subculture and because it, it really was right it was like trading the tapes you know it was like it's like yeah. some underground thing right and like back when back when i was in high school and 
like there was no anime really on TV, right? I think the the beginning was um, Anime Unleashed was like the first time it was on on major networks, and so it really was like you had to kind of go to your local like kind of video shop, but it wasn't the blockbusters or anything. It would be like these underground shops or just the your mom and pop shop that might have an anime section or something or just a few tapes. And then generally you were just kind of trading with friends who who just had a tape from somebody else. And um yeah, it was kind of like it was the same thing as like trading like, you know, mixtapes and things like that. You had your <laughs> mixtapes, you had your kung fu flicks, and then you had your anime. And I was like this and I always think it's interesting how those three subcultures just always go hand in hand it's like you, the kung fu flicks you know you got like i don't know it's always like you you watch five deadly venoms you know mystery of chess boxing then you watch like ninja then, scroll yeah then you throw a ninja right. scroll on top of that yeah exactly and then you know and then akira and then it's like yeah and then okay and then at that time i guess it was like Probably, I mean, depending on who who you listen to, but like whatever, like leaders of the new school or anyone, yeah, like whatever, I mean, right? Wu-Tang but, clan is yeah, Wu Tang. Well, yeah, Def Wu Tang, especially well, some from Jersey, so Wu Tang was big for us, and like they would they would always perform in our in like our local skating rink and stuff like that. But like, yeah, so it was just kind of like trying to take something that was subculture. And then trying to be a part of it was really hard just because it's subculture, right? And then yeah. you're trying to find your own voice and, you know, figure out how to how to um, be a part of it. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess now it's kind of cool because you can be a part of this helping more more people, particularly, like, you know, like black folk. Yes. Who always felt that we're, like, you know... Like whenever other people do it, it's cool, mm-hmm. whatever, right? And like, oh, they can they can be the the goths or they can be this. But I always feel like for our own community, it's a little difficult because if you do anything that's a little bit different than the than what than what society says black folk is supposed to do or be, mm-hmm. then it's like you're not really black. You're, yeah, you're, you're on the outside. Yeah, right. You know what? You don't you don't listen to hip hop. What's wrong with you? Kind you're of not thing. playing basketball. Yeah, you're not like playing reading, basketball. You, you got books over there. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got books over no, there. No, yeah, no matter yeah, yeah. what, like people yeah. draw attention to anything yeah. that seems a little bit different. And so, yeah, like yeah, the weird, yeah. the weird kids. There were there were certain things that were more acceptable. Yeah. And you know, if somebody was throwing a fireball or doing martial arts, like that was more acceptable. Yeah. But still, it's not something that the tough guys were doing yeah, or the yeah, jocks exactly. were doing. So. Yeah. It, it really was a, a subculture yeah, uh, yeah and there's there's also like um an escapism there and i think it's a little bit different than american comic books like in american comic books back then there were there were you know black characters and brown characters and, and native american characters but we usually had to gravitate towards the ones that were not the stars like yeah, nobody yeah. liked black panther yeah, when i was yeah, reading exactly. comic books in the 90s he just never had a really interesting run yeah like all the black kids like spider-man or the hulk mm-hmm. and those things are interesting yeah. because spider-man's fully masked yeah. the hulk is a big green dude we did not identify with bruce banner yeah. we identify with the hulk and yeah, and yeah. so there's a different form of escapism when you recognize that the characters are not like this white mm-hmm. dominance that you're so used to being kind of in conflict with yeah. to a certain degree mm-hmm. just through the way that your parents speak about them or you understanding a little bit of the history mm-hmm. of, you know, the United States. So, like, you look at Dragon Ball Z and it's like, yo, Piccolo's my guy because yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. green cat and that's the black dude, really. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, or like that's Vegeta, true. like we we have that energy. And so yeah. it, it was a different type of escapism. Did, is that yeah. what, what was it that drew you towards uh, anime? Before, before you answer that, I, I, wa- I want to, since we hit this point that I wanted to, to get to, mm-hmm. I want to play 
something um a clip from a, an old episode of a, a guest is very talented uh filmmaker and writer almonte mm. he said something that i wanted to revisit and i just want to get your opinion on that okay in order to stray away kind of from like that aggressive stereotype of like what black people are yeah. or to try to like um like we would turn to martial arts because martial arts was about discipline and self-control yes. and you know like controlling your temperament and mm -hmm. about honor and about culture as well and since a lot of black people in america feel very stripped from culture we see things like clansmen and, and like nobles and stuff like that like as um we see that as kind of like we could connect to that because that's like kind of a, a traditionalism that was stripped away from african that from africans that we also had in our societies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 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 so we connect to that and we connect to anime because of their their deep themes of, about things like that the same thing honor and respect and traditionalism um to kind of stray away from this expectation that um the american society has for us to be hyper masculine and be a super aggressive or like be violent and shit like that yes or be like thuggish or, or, or ghetto hmm. what, what do you think about that now he that you know it's interesting he made some really good points and some some that I've never thought about but I do know that um I do like I agree with everything he was saying and about particularly with the escapism into like martial arts where I, I do feel that the when when we were growing up and I think for black men like we're trying to figure out what it is to be like a black man right and in in black uh, black women as well and um and and black others you know like i think like we're always trying to just figure out who we are and what it is to be us and so because because society takes away you know they don't allow us to kind of find our own way like you know when i, I grew up in patterson new jersey and so when you grow up it's like what is, what do they tell you that okay you, you by the time like you know a good 30 percent of you 40 percent by the time you're 18 you're either gonna be in jail or dead yeah you know, and, and, you know that's stuff that that's just normal that's just the, that's just the um the zeitgeist of our neighborhood and that's our mm -hmm. reality and so we have to we try to if that's if it's not where you want to be you know like if you're trying to decide like well like yeah i know that i'll probably survive in high school if i hang out with with the jocks and stuff but i'm still trying to survive past 18 so what, what's the next escape right the escape route for us because you either escape into playing like into playing a team sport like basketball or, or whatever, or you have to then find something else. And I think at, when I was younger, yeah, you would find you would go to the to the local community center to practice martial arts because that kept you off the street. Mm -hmm. But then and then like he said, which I which that I thought was interesting because yeah, I always kind of considered practicing like if you practice martial arts or anything like that, that it did help with discipline and it helped with just kind of. Um, finding yourself because like you didn't have to something that martial arts teaches you is that you're not you don't have to be what the world wants you to be right because yeah. you have to find yourself and you're, and you're centered and then that's the only way that you're going to be because you have to find your own strengths it's a it's not a team sport right, right. it's exactly, you're, yeah. it's you're you're an individual who then participates in this group right and but then martial arts also teaches you that as an individual in this group because of where it comes from right it comes from asian culture which community is very important that even though you're an individual, you still belong to this community. And so I thought that was interesting that he said that about how we need to, well, that perhaps we're looking for those clans. We're looking for that tribe mentality because that's interesting because when you think about the characters that black, the characters are the stories that perhaps black culture is attracted to. Even they look at Wu-Tang Clan, right? Wu-Tang yeah. Clan is in their name, right? And like, like we like, you know, or like street ciphers and things. We're always trying to find that group, that circle mm -hmm. that like, you know, the, and, but that's, 
and I think we and when we watch movies and we watch TV shows and things, those are the things that we're attracted to, like the, yes. the nights of something, you know. That this, and so perhaps it is, perhaps it is because of just our lack of having that, or You're right, and and like wanting to kind of create that for ourselves. So then we watch anime or we watch movies, we we're like, oh, that's that's a dope family, that's a dope clan, that's a dope like this, right? And because we didn't have it, right? We like a lot of us don't grow up with like that tight knit family and we don't grow up with understanding where we came from our culture or anything. And so we're looking for culture, we're looking for family, we're looking for belonging in so many ways, right? And so when when there's when there's this um in, in the media or in any kind of thing, when we when we find a way that we can look for, even in team sports, right? Like you're you're in this the, your basketball team, your football team is it's a group, right? It's your family. So I think it allows us to excel because that's the what we've always been looking for. So I, I think that's an interesting point that you made. I mean, he made a few interesting points that you yeah. could address like individually, but yeah. you know, there's an expectation that's like. I think outside of black race, they the black people, people look and say, oh, you guys are black. So you guys are unified in, you know, a certain ideology, a struggle of things. But if growing up as a black person around other black people, you recognize very quickly that everybody is not your brother. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Out here in Japan, we it's one of my favorite things It's like you meet somebody, uh, a black folk, somebody is black, especially a black American, if you are American. And there's like a like a, a recognition like, yeah. oh, how you out here? We both yeah, out here, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's not the experience back home. And so, you as you are trying to forge your identity and and find who you're a part of, sometimes uh, the kids they identify with other things that are different than what they're being taught, either through you know religious dogma, cultural expectations, and Eastern philosophies speak to everybody, not mm-hmm. just black kids, but uh, everybody. And so, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of points that he made that I thought are are yeah. really really interesting. Shout out yeah, to yeah. Almonte, man. Yeah, that's yeah. a good episode, by the way. Go yeah. back and check that that one out. But yeah, um, I'm curious. I, I'm I don't want to get too much into your like your taste in in uh, anime, but how does like what informs your philosophy at mm. the at the anime studio? What is it that 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 kind of helps you decide what jobs you want to take or how you want the company be re- to be represented? What is kind of the philosophy behind the studio? I think. Um we're yeah we're always still i always feel like we're growing and always changing and and evolving you know so initially like we're like okay we want to be an anime studio that you know creates anime and but then as as you know as time goes by and as we start making things and as we're talking to people and um, watching things of course like our 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 direction kind of shifts a little bit and you know and, I, and like i don't know bruce like bruce says right like be like water right and so <laughs> yeah, we, that's we don't one have of my a favorite quotes right? yeah 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 <laughs> we don't have a stringent like this is what we're gonna do and this is what we set out for I, I, i'm kind of not really like that kind of but i did so but i can say that the things that we want to create are not what we see in anime now like and so because and and i mean i like i like anime but i'm actually not a and I, this always sounds weird when i say it though but the, but i'm not a like an anime anime like I, because I, because the characters never attracted me right and and so it was it, that's not the reason why i like anime and so i like i like anime because of the freedom that it has like the stories like you know you can it really is just a medium and so many stories can are told in anime and um and i feel that there's lots of stories that still haven't even been that can be and i like and i like the that that the medium allows that like you know you can have 
um, movies that adults will watch or things that for teens will watch. Whereas like Western animation really is stringent and decided. It's like these are for kids and it's like, you know, whereas anime is not. And I think that attracts me to anime. And so for what we're looking to create is, um, so I'm actually inspired by things outside of anime culture in general. Like it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, by books that I read, by um, like, yeah, conversations that I have, um, things that I the experience, movies that I like, um, all, all different things like that. And so I think the philosophy that kind of drives our company is that we, like we, we want to, yeah, we, we really want to just kind of tell stories that a wider audience can identify with mm. and appreciate. We're not trying to, it doesn't, I don't mean like, oh, it needs to be some kind of intellectual story. I don't mean that. Like, I like fantasy and sci-fi. And I think the stories I want to tell are like, and I like drama. I like, I like, um, you know, so like I, we, we love horror. And so it, it will still be very, in, like, we're still very much in the entertain. like, I don't know, it's being just entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what we really kind of, but but just kind of finding ways to tell story like these other other characters to tell these stories through like through these science fiction stories through other characters to tell these fantasy stories through and um i don't know if that's like an answer <laughs> i get it, it i mean yeah. it sounds like you're trying to make art you know like yeah, you're yeah. you're and 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 not like product but like actual yeah. art and you want to be inspired by products yeah. I, maybe it speaks to the school that you went to because i mean that school is known for turning out like churning out like high art yeah, yeah, to yeah. to a degree, not not like you know hoity toity mm-hmm. like art like that, but art that is mm-hmm. that is informed of mm-hmm. the traditions of where it came from, the yeah. techniques, and it's refined to a degree that most people that think about anime don't think about. It's the same thing yeah. with like hip hop culture. Like people are like ah, it's it's low brow, it's trash, but you know hip hop also has high art in yeah, it. Yeah. And so, what are your thoughts about anime as it's perceived um, as an art form? That's a really good question. I like that question because I do I do feel like that, that's interesting because I, I think you're right and I never thought I, I can probably word you worded it better than me <laughs> but like, <laughs> like I think that like that is what I'm looking for with anime like that structure that high art that like because I feel that anime right now has this I don't know this this like you look at some countries like Australia and Russia where they're banning anime just because they like oh, they, wow. they they feel that it's not well not well Russia's banned like the whole thing but I think in Australia they're just look there's like a list of what can go get through in their country and and you know I get it like all all cultures have their do's and don'ts and you know what what's accepted and what's what's not acceptable but um but I feel that people's um what do you call it? Ah, I think I'm forgetting the word right now. But I, I feel that their impression or how they feel about anime. Expectations? Yeah, the expectations is that, yeah, oh, okay, it's just like little teen girls with rabbit ears and blah, blah, blah colors. And and I feel like that that's like like the surface of mm. anime. It's like it has nothing to do with what anime really is, you know? Mm. And because there are so many great stories in anime and there's so... And of course, just the art form itself is just amazing. Like a lot of the artists, like being out here and studying with the artists out here and working with the artists out here, 
the the animators who are animating animate because they love art and the background painters paint because they love painting backgrounds that they're not really like oh i want to paint like bunny girls that's like that doesn't go through anybody's mind out here and so um perhaps the 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 writers might be writing those stories and that's just what's popular right now so that's what that's where the money is going but i feel like there's more to it than that and 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 i want for our studio to kind of be one of those studios to kind of press push that part of the art form like to to really kind of um not not to kind of say, oh, well, this is what Japan should be doing. I, I think Japan should be doing what Japan is doing. So whatever anime is on, anime, uh, on TV, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Like, I think like that's that's great. That's what people are watching here. That's what they're making. That's amazing. You know, it's it's a way that they that artists here have come to decided to um, express themselves. But and then and then I just feel like well, and then this is our, a space that we want to create. And this is and then we want to make anime just in a different light. It's still anime. And we're just telling different stories and trying to just kind of the the form, the art form, showing people that what else this art form can do and, and what can be expressed with this art form. Yeah, I think. Dope, dope, man. Let's uh, take a little sponsor break. And then uh, when we come back, I want you to just kind of go through how how the studio came to be. Like, what was your path? And I know you came here and studied under um, one yeah, of over the songs. Yeah. Somebody you greatly admired. So. Whether you're living in the heart of Tokyo or anywhere in the world, you can learn how to code with Code Chrysalis. If you're a beginner, Foundations and Foundations Lite are great intro courses to get you started. And if you want to take your skills to a more advanced level, maybe you're ready for the immersive 12-week coding bootcamp. See the link in the description of this episode to schedule a free consultation. And good luck on your coding journey with Code Chrysalis. All right, so yeah, just talk about uh, yeah, how like what was your path? Like you moved here to Japan, you got here, and then what mm-hmm. happened? Um, yeah, so I I moved to Japan. I, I moved here with the intention of going to art school first because uh, when I was in San Francisco, I had made some uh, Japanese friends because I felt like that was the easiest way to learn Japanese or try to learn Japanese and to know a little bit about the culture, and um, they had told me that the best way to work in the industry is if I went to um, an art school I heard called Yoyogi Animation. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, I'll try to go to that school. And so that was, the, that was when I moved out here, that was, that was where my mind was, was to go to that art school, graduate. And so I, um, yeah, I, I went to the school, like, you know, I'm trying to keep the story as short as possible. But yeah, so I was able to get into school. I got, I, I graduated from that school and then um, decided to, uh, when I entered the school, I already knew where I wanted to work because the reason I, I came to Japan was to, um, yeah, I had watched Ghost in the Shell. So the art director of Ghost in the Shell is, um, is Hiromasa Ogura. And so I really wanted to work for him, like, and just kind of, kind of what we kind of touched upon earlier, we were saying, like, where you, you kind of get mentors. And, and I, I don't know, my, my, I remember when I was just studying art history and things like that, you know, we'd always read about the masters and they would have, you know, their mentors, right? And that was how everyone got better. And I, I just felt like if I was able to work for, you know, or work under Ogura-san that I can just learn so much and for and maybe, you know, um, divine some of his talent, you know? And and so that, that was like my goal. I was like, okay, I'll graduate this school. I'll learn the process of how Japanese people paint. Mm-hmm. So that should help me 
to definitely be able to work for his company. And yeah, so I graduated and we you, you submit your portfolio. So I, I and I got to work for him. Um, so that that was my first um, job in the industry out here. Actually, it was my first job in, in the animation industry in general because like, I didn't work in the industry in the states. So, um, so my first job was yeah for Hiromasa Ogura-san at his studio, and then just. You know his studio is obviously just amazing, and he's worked on he's he's art director of everything: Ghost in the Shell, Ninja Scroll, um, uh, Jinro, and Pat Labor, and just all the great like, just yeah, like you were saying about high art, like an anime. Like I felt like even in like so in the the late ninety, well, just in the nineties, late nineties, there was like there was even at that time there were still different levels of animation mm. and you know there was like the feature films and um like the ovas and things like that and even within them there were still the ones that were just like up there and so uh, ogre san was like the art director of most of them even for the tv shows like last exile and things like that it was just he, he was just amazing and so so yeah so i got to work there and and just kind of stayed there for a while and like learned how to kind of just kind of went through that grind. I always think of like, um, I, I don't know, like, like, you know, you watch those classic movies, like those, those Kung Fu flicks where you know you got a word, carry the water bucket and things like that. And, you know, like it, it kind of, cause it was really like that, right? Like it was, cause work in Japan and work in America is like totally different. Yeah. And so it was just like this crazy like trial, you know, where every day was like, you know, we're just working like, three days straight everyone's sleeping underneath the desk and like you know trying to you know just i remember like training i would just be painting clouds like all day for like <laughs> three like you know three weeks just because i couldn't get the cloud shapes right and things like that and then and like now like you think cloud shapes what are you talking about but now i'm like oh at the time i learned that the weather and like the seasons determine what the shape of the clouds are you know and and so just by looking at like the sky and the color of this. So even the color of the sky is different based off of the seasons. And of course, the time of the day, everybody knows that, but like, but the seasons, like it, they, it changes like the tint of blue. Oh, and okay. like, um, so, you know, so I got to learn those things, like, you know, just like the different types of trees that you would see depending on where you are. And, and I think like, I don't know, like I, I was just really appreciative of, that experience even though like i think if i kind of really expounded upon it like people are like what like you're like eating breakfast lunch and dinner and and in a midnight snack and then back breakfast lunch and then at the at the office like no 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 vacation or nothing but for me that was fun like i didn't like i didn't even i didn't think anything of it like I, it just was like oh it's what i gotta do if i want to like be good like like you know my senpai and like over the sun and i got to work on great stuff you know for just because because the studio worked on great stuff and so it was it was really cool yeah sounds like it taught you a lot of refinement like that's towards high art you know yeah like yeah just figuring out those it little details really, is super yeah cool. it was like just really focusing it was interesting because it's like i guess like van gogh says that the art of art is to figure out where to i'm, I'm like paraphrasing now i should remember better but like it's like um to figure out where how much of the detail you should take out is is kind of like what art is. And I think that the when I was working for Ogura-san, it was kind of the same thing. It's because you see something, you think it's like, oh, okay, I'm painting a photo, which I think art is kind of moving that way now because of computers. And, and I think that's a little bit different than art, right, where you just mm -hmm. take a photo of something and put it there. That's different. But um, but it was really, it was like, where where do you put detail and where do you not put it? 
and then how do you show it and like you know in japanese they say shoraku mm. i actually don't even know how to say it in english <laughs> but it's like but it, it kind of means that like that it's like you know you put your brush in places just enough so that when someone views it they they what was intended is is gotten by them mm, gotcha. but 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 you're not like you know drawing the exact thing and that, and, that, and that took a long time for me to learn because i always thought oh it looks like a photo or, or it looks so real so i thought oh i just had to take you know and draw something and just look real so i would spend like you know hours and hours trying to make this one thing look real but then but you know when i look at my senpais they would just they would just do a few brush strokes and it looked real <laughs> you know, like, it, like it took me like two weeks to paint this thing, you know. Like, and so like that—that that was that—that that was yeah. Like, how do you get to that, mm. you know? And so, um, yeah. So that that was a really interesting experience, and and that was kind of yeah. That was like the process to getting here to where I am now. Yeah. Um, I think after I was working there, then I I left there, and then just kind of worked like kind of independent for a while although i still worked for ogre-san but like i was just kind of not working at the studio anymore and i worked in some games and, and for a few different companies and production ig and then um and then yeah like opportunity came to to start a company so it was like oh this is like a great opportunity we should you know try it and then yeah and then and, and explain the name, the name of your studio. Oh how, yeah, how did that, how did that come right, about? Um, so the company's name is a uh, Day Art Stagio. I guess I, like, I don't know. I, guess I should have chosen a, a simpler name, but, but <laughs> that's, that's the name. And it's just like a mixture of like different languages. I always like that day, like in French, means just like the right. And so I thought that was cool. It just it just simply means the art studio. Like sim- like if you just think about it, like just straightforward. But um, the ending stagio comes from it's it's a japanese word or a play on japanese words it's a mixture of japanese words so in kanji it's actually really simple because stagi just means um, the underpainting so in, in background painting um, out here the stagi is the first um the the under the underpainting or the under sketch that we have to do before we start painting everything else it's like the the base of your artwork and then um so I liked I liked that concept and that was kind of like half of my training was just about like getting everything done, you know, at, at the base. And so um and then Japanese English they use uh like Stagio. Yeah, Stagio, yeah. which is a different spelling and it's in like and so Stagio means like studio. So I like that two ideas of mixing the two together, like the Japanese pronunciation of studio plus stagi, which means underpainting. And then so that's how we got so I put this two spellings together. Um, or the two words together to make stagi, which is, um, and that's so our company's, uh, I guess, I don't know, what do you call it? I'm, I'm really bad at English, man. Like, <laughs> the company's, uh, like, slogan yeah. is um, stagi ga daiji. So it means, like, the, the foundation is important, the underpainting is important. Or, it's like, the, yeah, the foundation is important is generally what it means. So that's kind of what our company means, uh, the company's name means, yeah. Do uh, your your Japanese colleagues find that witty? Are they like, oh, word? Yeah, yeah. Like so, when when I <laughs> it's like some wordplay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At first, they're always like, oh, you spelled stagio wrong, you know, because they think that I was trying to spell it the way that they spell studio. Yeah. They're like, oh no, you spelled stagio wrong. And then when I show them it in kanji, they're like, oh, we should have thought of that. Right. This is so much better. Like, oh, this is so. It's like some of their like they're always like, we want to use this as our like name, and it's like. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really dope. I mean, it's yeah. a good idea. 
Yeah, man. Uh, before we wrap this up, you got any like projects you're working on or something coming that you want to let us know? Um, so actually, we 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 are working on some really big something like massive and it's an amazing project right now. Okay, which is going to be out next year. But I actually can't say. Why. Okay, of course <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, of yeah, course yeah. you can. No worries. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's so weird with our production, right? Like we can't say anything until it's out, and so like hopefully the, you know, yeah, the info will start slowly trickling out. But yeah, but it, it's it's a it's, it's a huge. Pretty, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing, and um, so it's, that, it's like yeah. it's like higher than, bigger than Jay Z video Pharrell. Jay Z is cool and Pharrell is cool too. Like they're both they're both massive and amazing. They're on our list of people we want to work with and still want to work with even closer. Mm. But this is this is yeah, it's kind of bigger. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. dope man. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, really yeah. looking forward to it. And once again, man, uh, yeah, just thank you for coming on the show, Tokyo Speaks, and and talking to us and blessing the platform. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks for both of you taking your time to have me here and. You know, I don't know. Hopefully, I wasn't boring. <laughs> no, no, man. Just, I really yeah. enjoyed the conversation. I did too, yeah. man. It's just cool. Yeah, yeah thank you, thank it. you, uh, thank you so much. Uh, it, you're really inspiring. I'm sure to uh, millions of people at this point, and it's it's really dope yeah. to see your success. And I wish you more. One last question for you, man. What, what, what do you tell that brother, black kid in Patterson, growing up? Yeah. Who who got dreams, want to get out the hood? Mm. You know, what, what do you tell him, man? What do I say? Word um, of advice. Advice is hit your dips. <laughs> hit your dips. <laughs> hit your dips. No, um, let's see. Here's my advice. I think that I don't know. I I guess I'd say dreams are are like not dreams. Like if they can get that in their head that you can that you really can achieve things through through clarity of what you want and then uh, going through the process. So I, I guess I'd say, like, stop dreaming, like, and turn that dream into a goal. So stop dreaming, have a goal, and then and then come up with a process to make that goal a reality, and um, and do everything that you have to do to make that goal a reality. So that means like, and I don't mean like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rob and steal. I don't mean that. I mean that like, it it means that taking make taking the the proper sacrifices that you have to take. So if you if you have to decide between going to a party or staying home and practicing, then you should stay home and practice. If you have to decide between hanging out with your boys or, you know, going to class a little bit earlier so that you can ask the teachers for some help, then you should go earlier to class and ask the teacher for some help. And if you but and and but I will say that I don't think you have to sacrifice your whole life. Like you have to still live, but you know. But I think that that the priority should always be your goal. So so priority should be uh, having a goal and then doing what it takes to make sure that goal becomes reality. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's don't like really long, but that's what I would say. Right. <laughs> stop also, stop dreaming. Right. Yeah, also, yeah, make, make a goal. Have an identical twin and make him do the bullshit work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have like, him do the paperwork. Yeah, get a twin and have him do <laughs> yeah. the other stuff. For you. Right, man. It's, real, real quick, do your uh, social media shout outs. Where, where can they find you? Oh, yes, yes. So, they are Stagio, which is kind of difficult, but if you just type in they are Stagio on anything, so, so uh, Twitter, um, Facebook, uh, Instagram, our website, please, please, and also on YouTube. So please follow us, and yeah, or just Google the black man that owns a studio in Japan. Yeah, yeah anime yeah. studio. In Japan. <laughs> I think if you type in like black anime, he's gonna be like some of the first videos on YouTube. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you for having me. Don't forget to subscribe to Tokyo Speaks on all podcast streaming platforms. Do your Googles. Later. <laughs>